One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good evening, everyone. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I hope you had a great weekend. I know my son and I did. Had a fun time at MetLife Stadium watching the Jets and the Giants yesterday. Aaron Rodgers throwing his first touchdown as a New York Jet. The first of many to come. Oh, Curtis Lewa. Some of the more than 100 demonstrators screamed and threw punches at each other today on the Upper East Side Gracie Mansion, a rally in which the issue happened to be migrants. And so you had folks anti-migrants rallying. You had counter-protesters, and it turned ugly at the mayor's official residence, Gracie Mansion. Curtis Lewa, as you just heard on the radio, has been released after being arrested, held in custody for several hours. And I've asked Curtis to stay for a few minutes with me. The ever, what's the ever, ever, what's the ever, what's the term for the Energizer Bunny? The ever. The ever running his mouth a mile a minute, Curtis Lewa. (laughs) Who doesn't know a microphone or a camera that he doesn't want to make love to. Oh. Make love to. Of course. I make love to this microphone. Mm. How else could I do six straight hours, right? Because mm. mm. if I was a hater, if I hated mm. the microphone, it would last all of five minutes. Mm. It would be very noticeable. Hey, Friday night on WABC and for Bill O'Reilly, one of the callers, Jacqueline, uh, said something that I've heard before, but it's always going to stick with me. Haters are always going to hate. Yep. Would you agree with that, Curtis Lee? Yeah, well, haters become my waiters, says uh, Eric Adams. Well, where does he come up with these lines? They're so bold. And by the way, are you going to be having Frank Morano on the air, introing him in, the Mama Luke? Uh, I'm sure he'll join me at some point. I want you to tell him to check his phone. Check his phone. Right. Okay. Because when I was in the cell, I wanted to make sure that people were going to be covering my shift because I knew now that they're giving me the Trump Giuliani treatment. They're saying, we have to photograph you. We have to fingerprint you. I said, excuse me. This is a simple disappearance ticket. Uh, this is this is nonviolent civil disobedience. This is Gandhi, right? They said, no. I said, you do this for everyone? Yes. Stop lying to me. The mayor told you to do this. You know the orders came of directly no, from no City biggie. Hall. But I had two 81-year-old people with me. Unless they were Ma Barker or Jesse James, let them go. Keep me here. Sweat me down. Look at my piles of previous arrests. That's fine. But let them go. No. No, everybody, everybody gets photographed and fingerprinted. So Tyrone and Jeff said, that's a lie. You didn't do that to us the last time. Well, we're doing it to you tonight. So wait, I, I have a question. And before we yes. get to... Can I uh, ask you one thing, though? Go ahead. When Frank Morano comes in, okay, ask Frank him Morano, to look yes. at his phone. Look at his phone. Yeah, five calls from the police at the 28th precinct. Because I said, could you please call Frank to make sure that somebody will be there to cover the ship? Obviously, it was done brilliantly by Andrew. Do you know he didn't answer the phone five (laughs) times? Seriously? Yeah, ask him to call that number. It's the 28th precinct, you schmuck. (laughs) 
This is why they had you locked up. Yes, what a mama Luke. They were calling, and they were because they had the phone right there. And all I heard was Frank's voice. Oh, uh, he can't leave a message. The message machine is full. So please tell me uh, they didn't have you in handcuffs. Yeah, of course they had it. Seriously? Of course. You got to be handcuffed uh, most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time. That's okay. that's traditional. That's okay. traditional. All right. Okay, okay. And they don't use the old-fashioned handcuffs. They use these these uh, wire tires or whatever they call it. Really, that's weak. Give me the old-fashioned handcuffs, right? Let's go ahead and open up the phone lines before I have a question or two for you. 800-848-WABC. Just out of jail, Curtis Sliwa. 800-848-9222. So, one, what time was the rally at Great? And I told you not to do it, but you did it anyway. I told you they were going to lock you up and keep you there longer than necessary, but you, yes, you did. did it anyway. Yes, you did. And if you had known they were going to give me the rough ride in the paddy wagon to the 28th precinct in the heart of Harlem, USA, you would have known, boy, they were going to really stretch it out as far as they could. So explain this to me. First of all, Gracie Mansion, the last time I checked, is at 88th and York, I believe. That is correct. Oh, 88th and East End and Avenue. East End One Avenue. block from York. And they took you all the way to Harlem, the yep. 28 Precinct and My, the Dead of Harlem? Myself and the two 81-year-olds who agreed to commit uh, civil disobedience with me. So how do you go from East End and 88th uh, Street all the way to Central Harlem. How does that happen? Well, because they must have had a deputy inspector there that was the um, a lapdog of Eric Adams or Phil Banks and would do anything they wanted. Probably the 19th precinct, they'd be high-fiving me like they did at the precincts in East Queens and in Staten Island when I was arrested on Highland Boulevard. And so what what happened? Explain the the violence, what, what occurred. Uh, earlier in the day, I went to the 19th Precinct, which covers that area. Before the rally. Correct. Way before, about three hours before the rally. Rally scheduled at 2, but people were arriving at 1. I walked in, desk sergeant, uh, deputy inspector there. I said, uh, guys, you know Antifa already has alerted that they're going to be there, and they want to crack skulls. This is what they do. They say, we're there to crack skulls. They, they're not there to exhibit their First Amendment right of free speech or, or to, to have speeches themselves. They're there to attack. They're like piranha in the sea. So they said, no, we know that. We got it covered. I said, no, no, you, no, you don't. That's why I'm here. Could you share with me your strategy? Sleewa, we got it. We know they're going to be there. I see. you know, we have grandmothers with us. And we'll do what we have to do to protect these grandmothers. We got it. So it's 1 o'clock and I'm there, and the white shirts are there, you know, and the white shirts are talking. And they didn't have it. They didn't have the barricades properly uh, uh, set up. And there were 500 of us. There was 100 Antifa. So just to give you the accurate numbers. Uh, Post, you know, there was so much going on. I, I get it. They didn't get there. But Antifa rolled up strong. They had 100. We had 500. About out of the 500, I would say maybe 100 were men. Uh, most of the others were senior citizens or older women, you know, grandmothers. And Antifa just launched the attack. They just came at us. And naturally, our menfolk stood in front and battled them. Well, the cops were watching. I don't understand what this is, Dominic. 
Every time the NYPD runs into Antifa, they're all dressed in black. You know who they are. They're not there to talk. They're there to attack. It's like Superman being exposed to kryptonite. They get so soft and weak. They're not afraid of them. But I think they were afraid to do anything because of the summer of 2020. The flashbacks of Comrade de Blasio being on Antifa's side and telling them to step back. But you remember us. You saw the video. We are battling them in, in the summer of 2020. I had my jaw broken by them with a claw hammer. I just don't understand this. So they started attacking our group from three different angles. And I couldn't stop the men from defending the elderly. It got pretty brutal out there. Because they they trained to fight. But Curtis, what what is wrong with you? I saw on the news tonight, you two dudes were fighting, and you jumped in between. What is wrong with you? That's what I do, Dominic. You know that I got to be the peacemaker. I but have you to... jumped in the middle as they were throwing blows with each yeah, other. Yeah, but I ended up throwing them in the other direction too, Dominic. You didn't see that. You didn't see some of my moves. Uh, I put a little, I put a little hurting on Antifa there. They're going to remember me when they cop a squat and all of a sudden they have to eliminate. It's going to be hard. You see, you didn't see that, did you? No, but man, I worry about you. We're not, we're not twenty one anymore. And I looked at the video, and, and these guys, are, they throwing oh, they're throwing blows. Oh, they're brawling. They're And you jumped in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I was like Arthur McCanty, the referee. Okay, that's it. You all got your blows in. Uh, we're going to our rally. Antifa, go crack some heads. Prepare for the next rally. Because that's what they're going to do now, because they know the cops can't control them. They know that. So now a big rally is set for, I believe, tomorrow, Staten Island. Are you going to be part of that? Oh, uh, man, you know me. I'm at all rallies. Whether, you know, if it's a political rally, uh, it's a rally killer because nobody wants to hear from the politicians now. Because right away, the people, no matter what borough it is or what suburb, what's the plan? What's the plan? The people yell. What do you mean a plan? Can I give my speech? I'm here to just say nothing. So I, I definitely will be attending. And please tell me you're not going to, you know, most of us, Curtis, that do this for a living, we go to the Jets and Giants game when we're not relaxing. When we're not working, we're relaxing. Well, this we're is a form of football. Easy. You saw football outside of uh, Gracie Mansion. Wasn't it like two teams clashing on the gridiron? <laughs> Wasn't but it? I, but I worry about you, man. How, how how long are you? You know that you're getting under Mayor Adam's skin. Oh, big you time. You know that NYPD is monitoring this broadcast right now. They got a see, desk. They got what, a desk to assigned. What, to see what your next move yeah. is. Yeah. And I, I tell, hey, hello. <laughs> I'll be in Staten Island. I'm not getting arrested. I always tell them in advance. And they send like 100 cops. They send away the parking lot of Toys R Us. I go up to the cops. There's crime all over here. You can leave one cop here. I get it. This is a peaceful crowd. I'm not getting arrested. But I'll they, let you know in advance. But they have to have a mobile, mobilization. Oh, my God. A hundred cops, Dominic. Yeah, and, and that's the ones that you see. What about the ones you don't yeah, see? But the, cops love, it, the cops love it, too, because it's light duty and they get triple overtime. They ain't complaining because they're listening to the speeches, nodding their head in agreement. So so they put you in, they take you into custody. Yes. And they didn't tell you where you were going. No. They just took you directly to the two-way? Uh, I innately felt that we were going in the wrong direction. I couldn't see out of anywhere. But I said, I said, where are we going? Don't worry. When we get there, you'll find out. But from what I know of covering the police department, the commander of the two-way, that's a political appointment. 
Always has been. Always has been. That's right. So he was getting the call, no doubt, from Eric Adams. You know, sweat them. Because maybe Sliwa has a warrant. Maybe he's got something that we're unaware of. So do a complete background, which is that's when you take a fingerprint. You, you don't take fingerprints for nonviolent civil disobedience from two 81-year-olds who've never been arrested before. How bad, how weak it looked. The other cops are looking like, oh, Sarge, this woman's 81 years old. She's from Casablanca in Morocco. She's a legal immigrant. She said to me, Casablanca, Coletta. I said, oh, Humphrey Bogart, Casablanca. She said, yeah, that's right. And then the other guy, Lou, he looked like a hillbilly. He had a beard down to his belly. I said, Bill, you ever been arrested? No. I said, okay, don't worry. This will be good. They... I told them they wouldn't be fingerprinting and photographed. And then afterwards, I said, well, you know, ever since Trump and Giuliani, they do that. Now, I had to tell them something. So, so I don't mean to laugh, but um, what, a, what a high-profile prisoner so, such as yourself, traditionally what happens is you're kept away from everyone else. But I, I hear you telling the story with Andrew Giuliani that they had you with two other guys that were arrested? Absolutely. But, but that's a danger to you. Oh, come on. I love to be mixed into general population. They used to do that when they would take me to Rikers. they put me in Punk City Protective something, Custody. Something is wrong with you. No, man. and I said, what are you putting me in Punk City Protective Custody? <laughs> They're all going to think I'm a punk. Put me in the general population, which means... With, with all the brothers. You don't have a cell. You're in a dormitory. With, with all the brothers. Uh, mostly all brothers. Few Hispanics. Maybe one white. White boy, you know, it's like, yeah, wow, I got a friend. <laughs> I got a friend. And so, but wait a minute now. They don't keep criminals in, in, in custody this long. No. What, what time was the rally? I could have stabbed and somebody could have bled out on the street. Remember the guy who started the, the riot in Union Square Park when he promised to give out PlayStations, you know, the influencer yes, from Atlanta. Yes, he was out in maybe an hour and a half, right? Yeah, he got a, a disappearance ticket, a DAT. They didn't take fingerprints. They didn't take photographs. Did you see a mugshot on TV of him? No. Did you see a mugshot of him in the newspaper? No. No, they signed it out. He went back to Atlanta. They gave him a court date. By the way, he never gave out any PlayStations. That's what I thought. Right, and... People who were charged with inciting to riot January 6th, many of them are still in jail. And that was a riot at Union Square. So the rally, when you got arrested, what time was it approximately? Oh, I'd say it was probably about mm, 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. And you didn't get out until 9 o'clock? That's correct. So they kept you for six hours. Six hours. I'm I'm glad they did. I got a chance to see the new police in action. I mean, is this the dating game? The boys and girls in oh, the police department. Well, wait, now, you know we don't kiss and tell. You and I both know what goes on in police precincts Yeah, but it was, they were the doing it openly. Okay. okay. Uh, there were too many cops in the precinct to begin with. A lot of house mouses, and that's an active precinct. The 28th precinct mm-hmm. in Harlem is active. The dead of Harlem. That's where, remember, Officer Cardillo went into the mosque, remember, and he got killed. And then John Lindsay supported the Nation of Islam, and he sent Benjamin Ward, who supported the Nation of Islam, and Scooby Louis Farrakhan was there. They have a big and beautiful picture. That's also also where the two Hispanic cops were killed, remember, at the beginning of Eric Adams' administration, where uh, uh, Keyshawn Sewell did so well in her speech uh, when she eulogized him. Uh, So... 
They have a wall of fame up there of a lot of cops who have lost their lives. That is an active precinct. That is a dangerous precinct. So let's go to the phone calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I know I'm going to regret this in advance. I do not believe he is a fan of yours or mine, certainly not of mine, and that's Peter in Harlem. But I'm going to try my luck. I'm going to try my luck. And let's see what Peter has to say. Good evening, Peter. What's on your mind? Good evening. First off, Dominic, this doesn't have nothing to do with you. Uh, you know, uh, Curtis, you've been defined as a sociopath. Your past arrests are interesting. If, if Giuliani didn't fix those cases, you wouldn't be able to run for dog catcher. My question to you, when you said that all blacks eat mayonnaise, why isn't that racist? Uh, you want to pretend to be black, even have a fake accent that shows you're not hip enough to carry off that kind of diet diatribe my fact my, my point is curtis you're pathetic and i the only reason you're getting publicity is because you're being used by white folks that enjoy you as entertainment thank you and good night well thank you peter normally that's what he says about me so now he's saying it about you. No, no, no. I conflict him, man. Every, no, no, but every, that's what he says about me. That's my, what he, my fr- every time Peter I know comes that. on, he goes, you're not black. My you do what the white boys tell you to do, Dominic. My, so now it's you. My first wife, Corinne Drayton, oh, here we go. put mayonnaise on everything. Well, and go. she happened to be black from the Virgin Islands. So take that. I've hung out with enough black people in my lifetime to know they don't use mustard, ketchup, everything is mayonnaise or Miracle Whip. Am I right or wrong, Dominic? I'm not saying a word. I mean, you you say you're blacker than I am, so I'm not touching it, but but I do like mayonnaise. Is my name Curtis? Isn't that a name generally that an African-American has? Didn't Curtis Jackson, 50 Cent, culturally appropriate my name? Here we go. Here we go. Paulie, uh, let's go to Paulie on line five. Good evening, Paulie. You're talking with Dominic Carter and Curtis Lewa. Curtis, 100% right. My wife can't stand mayonnaise. I can't even eat a tuna fish sandwich. I'm a white man. She's a black woman. And... You did the right thing today. You did the right thing. You finally made the news. I am so proud of you. You finally made the news. Channel 7 finally broadcast you as someone that's sticking up for New York. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you. And sticking up for mayonnaise. <laughs> what is wrong with you? No, what do you like? Do you like Hellman's? Do you like Hellman's? You know, you know, I'm not saying you like craft? Do you like craft? I'm not saying Let me tell you, the brothers. You, you know why I refuse to comment? Because Matt Blades can tell you that oftentimes on the program I talk about mayonnaise. And They're right. <laughs> and about, the, about the price of mayonnaise. And the, and the price That's of right. It. And the brother will say, I don't want Kraft. I want the real deal Hellman's. <laughs> right? Am I right or wrong? I'm not commenting. And if that ain't available, Miracle Whip. I am not commenting. Miracle Whip is my second choice. <laughs> I know it. I lived it. I saw it. I hate mayonnaise. Uh, let's go to Gino in Manhattan. Uh, good evening, Gino. You're talking with Dominic Carter and Curtis Sliwa. Dominic, hey, Curtis, you did a great job. Remember, they're not taking care of the veterans. They're taking care of the illegal aliens. Okay, they, uh, Dolan should be ashamed of himself. He's making money off of this. Right. Dominic, hey, hey, you but Joe, you cut off an American veteran Joe, during Joe, the debate. Joe, and I will continue, and I will continue to cut you off as long as you continue to use a fake name. 
you might as well just call and identify yourself because the moment I realize it's you, you're going to get cut off. I don't appreciate people using fake names to call. Use your real name and call, and you can say whatever you want. I will take your call, is, but I'm not going to let you go on for 45 minutes saying the same thing that you say every night, but I, I will take your call. Let's go to Tony in Brooklyn. Good evening, Tony. You're on with Dominic Carter and Curtis Lewa. Hey, guys. Um, I just want to say that I respect what Curtis does a lot, but his end game is wrong because he wants to put the migrants in Rikers Island. He wants to process. What, what's wrong? What's wrong with them. that, Tony? I think that's a wonderful idea. Well, what's wrong with it? There, there's no diplomatic cooperation with Venezuela to retrieve information on these people. Okay, but so Tony, 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 let's be honest. They're running game. The migrants. Come on, Tony. Let's call it for what it is. They're running game. They're pimping all of us. And you're going to stand by that? No, they need to go back to where they came from. That's okay. my point. Okay. Yeah, but that ain't happening. Come on, Tony. Get real. Once they're here, they're going to drop a few anchor babies before their asylum hearing. They sure they're going to marry a woman who's American who will charge them money, a fake marriage, in the, order to be able the, to stay here. One come of the on, big come scams on. that goes on. Exactly. Come on, Tony. Get real. Get real. By the way, please, please, Dominic, when Tony, Frank Morano comes here, yes. you grab his phone. Yes. Before, I'm going to keep you for five minutes. I know, but and you, you, you look at five Are you going to get any sleep tonight? Five, hell no. Five <laughs> calls that came in from the 28th precinct, and that Mama Luke didn't answer them. <laughs> Ask him about that. Are you serious? They could have stuck a shank in me. I could have been bleeding out. There's Frank Morano. Uh, I wonder who would be calling me five times. <laughs> Let's go to Will on Long Island. Good evening, Will. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Curtis. So uh, I was just listening to 1010 Wins. They said you were uh, part part of a far right-wing extremist group. Yeah, because you want to make sure that New York isn't overrun with illegal criminals. You know why they want people from Venezuela and El Salvador? You know why they want them? Because they vote for communists. The Biden administration deported Cubans. Cubans literally qualify for asylum just to defect. The rules for asylum from the 1951 UNHCR, um, you know, uh, UN rules for asylum are clearly stated. Wait, wait, wait. I I remember. Hold hold on. You mentioned Cubans. Slowly I turned step by step. 1980. There was Jimmy Carter and his lovely wife on the beach of Florida, ready to welcome a uh, hundred and twenty-five Mariolitos. These right. were the Cubans that were dumped onto us by Castro, who realized that we would take them. We would not vet them. We would not do medical right. checks because- on them. Know their background. And do you know who was kind enough to take some of them uh, as a favor to Jimmy Carter? He was the boy governor of Arkansas at that time, right. Bill Clinton. And you know what the Mariolitos did when he housed them in the National Guard unit at Fort Chaffee? They burned. The four down, and Bill Clinton did not get reelected because of that. Had to come back two years later and said, "I made a mistake," hey, and that's when he became law and order. I don't want you to get too excited. Don't yes. get too excited. Please, I yes. have a response from Frank Morano. Frank Morano just texted me a a response, and I just happened to look at my phone. Mister Morano says, "Quote: I didn't recognize the number." Oh man, I could have been bleeding out on the floor. The cops probably have one number they found, right? 
and he didn't answer the phone five times. You, you really called him yes. five times? How he he recognizes he got called five times. You so asked why, why you didn't call me? Yo, Dominic. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Dominic. It's football season, right? You're right. You're right. I was down at Delancey at my tailor's yeah, okay. and, 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 the, and some pastrami. Of course. What, what's the big pastrami place? Uh, and you got to chop, chop, chop off your left arm in uh, order to pay for it. So but, yeah, so you're right. I, I was, But I Frank, was he's a mama Luke at home. <laughs> you know, with Rachel telling him everything to do. He's got a ring right to his nose. I figured that guy would be there. So I gave them the number to call five times. <laughs> Hey, you you hit a nerve with this uh, mayonnaise thing. But let's go to uh, David in Alabama. Good evening, David. You're chatting with Dominic Carter and Curtis Sliwa. Hey, how's Dominic Carter and Curtis Sliwa tonight? Man, you you, you two guys are great Americans. I'm just going to tell you that. And and I admire, you know, I'm an old Alabama boy. I don't have much to do with New York. But I love to listen to Curtis and, and the great things he does for your city. And just, you know, and I'm going to tell you about that mayonnaise now. Bama mayonnaise. Bama. B-A-M-A is the best mayonnaise there is. Really? Yeah. So you I ought have, to try it. I have to get some, David. Bama. You see, Curtis huh? Lee, what you start. Hey, hey. That, that mayonnaise is going to clog up your arteries. <laughs> It's oh, like, yeah, it's clogged mine up. They tell me I'm that? 50% blocked. Yeah, you know what you do? You, you get some of that Drano, you drink it, oh, and boy. it'll clean your arteries. <laughs> no, i tell you what I do, Curtis. I drink Knob Creek whiskey. It's good stuff, mm. man. It's, it, it, it cleans them all out. Mm. But you know what I'm really worried about? This, this, being serious, this country is just it, its pitiful. What's happening? What are these Democrats doing to us? And I know poor people here in Alabama, that will sit there and vote for Joe Biden. And here we got, we go to the grocery store, and we get, they talk about 9% inflation. Hell, we got 109% inflation when you go to the grocery store. I'm an old retired prison warden, and, and I live on a fixed income. And, and Biden has destroyed me. He's destroyed me, and he's destroyed all these other people financially and economically, but they'll still sit there and vote for him. And I'm just scared to death that he's going to be reelected. And then we'll get a Democratic House and a Democratic Senate, and then Washington, D.C. will be a state. There'll be 15 people on the Supreme Court, and and Puerto Rico will be a state. What are we going to do, man, if it wasn't for guys like you at least speaking up? I don't uh, know. uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. We can actually have, believe it or not, Staten Island secede and become a state, not its own uh, city. You remember the last time around, Dominic, under Guy Molinari, he did secession that helped Rudy become mayor in 1992, but the state said no because uh, they were all Democrats. Remember, if a Republican president is elected, and let's say the Republicans get the majority in the Senate and hold the House, they can take a plebiscite, an initiative and referendum in Staten Island, and vote to secede and become their own state. And the Republicans would ratify it because then they'd have two senators and a congressperson. See how we plan this out? Strategy! David, quickly, go ahead. I I hope Staten Island succeeds. And I hope, I, I just pray to God, you know, I pray to God that somehow 
he'll come down here and save America because we're going to crap. We hear you, David, and we appreciate your call as always, and we thank you for your service. Curtis, I want you to give me 10 more minutes. Lots of calls. Wait, I know you got to get some sleep. Did you say 10 hours? You got no, I said I said 10 minutes. Oh, ten, I'd stay here 10 hours. Ten, you know that. Listen, listen, brother, black man, ten, 10 more minutes. And, you got and then, it. And then, and then we'll wrap this up because I want to talk about also something that's, that's uh, happening that is a good thing, and that is, uh, you know, a large investment group, BlackRock, they're saying no to environmental, social, and governance investing technique. That's basically the folks that brought us the uh, – the uh, transgender uh, uh, influencer, the target stuff, they're standing up and they're saying, no, Moss, we've had enough. We want to discuss that. So we ha- I have a lot of calls here for you. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, Curtis will answer uh, a few of them because we don't want to get him animated any further. I could stay 10 hours. No, 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 no. We do want him <laughs> to go get some sleep because Nancy looked a little a little nervous when I saw her tonight, Curtis, about your well-being. So I, I know for you this blood sport is like fun, but some of us take it very seriously. Even I was sitting here tonight going, oh, my God, where's Curtis? What time is he getting out? What are they going to do to him? Do they have him in a cage with all the brothers? All the brothers going to hurt him on and on and on, and you think it's fun. But anyway, when we come back, we'll go to Woodside, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Harlem, Staten Island, and Manhattan. We'll be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Matt Blaze, we're talking to Curtis Lee. We'll put on your headset there. I've got a little bone to pick with you. So Uh-oh. I'm sitting there at MetLife Stadium. MetLife Stadium on Saturday. Right. right? Saturday night, Jets, Giants, go, go, uh, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. right? He is the man. He he he's the real deal. I'm real. a Jet fan. For okay, okay, All there right. you go, there you go. And I'm standing there, I'm sitting there in the stadium. And, yeah. you know, they play, they play Jay-Z. And, hey, Curtis Sleewell, I'm coming right back to you, man. I, I, and when you go to a, a game, it's like you're in a disco. They play all the rap songs. But but here's the bone. I'm sure that doesn't make you happy, Mr. Sleewell. But the the issue with Matt Blaze, so I'm standing there, yeah. and a song comes on. Right. And guess what song it is? The song that you just played, that you play every night. That time for some action. action? Yes. At MetLife. Wow, they took it from me. They took it from you. Look they at absolutely that. took the it New from York me. The New York Jets. So, Mr. Sliwa, you, all of our calls are lit up, by the way. Uh, every line that we have here, what, 10, 11 lines? And um, people that want to talk to you. And uh, you can also reach me on Twitter, because right now the lines are busy. Uh, you can tweet me at Dominic TV. You can follow me. You can um, look at, you can send me some comments that I may use. So, John Beckman, John Beckman says here, I have to hand it to Curtis. This is on Twitter. For a 69-year-old, you're 69? Of course. Okay, 69. Can't wait to be 70. He is still agile. I love how he doesn't take S from anyone. Is it just me, or is Curtis more active 
than your current current mayor? That's a loaded question, but go ahead and answer Well, look, it. you step to me, you know you give me beef, I'm going to bust your teeth. That's the way it is. Eric Adams pretends to be a street guy. No street guy wears a $5,000 customized suit every other day. No, no, no. He's up in the suites. I'm in the streets. That's simple. So are you de- are you definitely going to run again? For, for sure. There's no doubt about it. Look, I have not filed. I have not collected a penny. But everywhere I go, people, especially brothers. Yo, I didn't vote for you the first time, but the brother is like stabbed us in the back. He's taking care of all these illegal aliens. We don't get Ugats. I said, where did you learn that term? By listening to you on WABC. I, I was about to ask you, what does it mean? But uh, we, we don't get anything, uh, right? Let's just say the FCC doesn't need to know what Ugats okay. means. Okay, fair, fair enough. I want to try and get a few more telephone calls before we let you go to make you go home and get some sleep. And then you'll be back with Sid oh, at 710. Yeah, there'll be plenty of time to sleep when we're dead. There's nothing more to do. I want to wake up and stay awake as long as I can each and every day. And, folks, he's uh, he's very serious about that. Uh, let's go back to the uh, telephone calls. Let's go to Coco in Harlem. Good evening, Coco. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Um, thank you for taking my call. Hi. Um, I want to say this. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good. Um, um, Curtis... Um, I had to listen to him off and on when he used to be on with um, with uh, the other left wing and blah blah show and with Jet Set Juliet, and he, he's always dropping subliminal racist comments. And I remember one he dropped particularly, and I called right after, and it kept hanging up on me. He was talking about going to a place in um, upstate New York where you can go miles and miles without seeing any black people. And I have I went down the date the date and the time, and he said, and that's a good thing. And constantly alluding to the fact that that these Latinos who are not illegal, as as um, Wiener always says on Sunday to his face, they're not illegal immigrants because they asked for asylum, and that's the law since 1942. He keeps alluding to them being young well, men. Well, what was that? With, you know, uh, so anybody do. could ask for asylum, anybody, and so you just let them in. So well, not what? That's, what you're saying is not true. Well, they are illegal. Not not in terms of the law. What do you mean the law? Okay, well, well Coco, I'm not going to get into uh, any dispute between you and Curtis, but I am going to say this much. In terms of the services that they are taking, it's just not fair. It's not right. They're not paying a dime for these services. The taxpayers are. Did you have a question for Curtis before I move on? Yeah, why did he say it was a good thing to go through certain parts of New York well, you don't see any black people, and that's a good thing. When the hell did I ever say that? You know, I'm not yeah, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I am not cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs here. Well, I, you know, I, Coco, I, I, I don't know what you're referring to, what you're referencing. All I can tell you is uh, I've known Curtis Lewa for about 30 years, and if I can be blunt and honest with you, I have never seen an African-American crowd that he shies away from. He can walk in with the homeboys. He can walk in with the brothers. He can walk in with the thugs. And you, Coco, you know what I'm talking about. And he is welcomed in every, I've seen him walk in with the Farrakhan crowd, the homeboys, the thugs, uh, the, the, the guys in the projects. And I've never heard one of them call him racist. 
or it's always, what's up, Curtis? How you doing, yeah, man? Yo, why'd you leave out the sisters? Uh-oh. Why'd you leave out the sisters? <laughs> here we go. You know, there are some SWA sisters oh, with attitude like Coco. <laughs> I ain't cuckoo for Cocoa Pumps, I'll tell you that much. Oh, please, let's not get Coco upset. Um, <clears throat> she She's not a fan, so let's let's not get her upset. We want Coco to uh to uh <laughs> to uh to uh we want Coco help me to be happy, right? Yes. You didn't mention the sisters though, not at all. It was all the brothers. I mean, well, why? I I can't. Well, I can't. I'm married now, but you don't want me snacking on those sisters, huh? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, let's see here. Let Let's quickly go to a uh, <clears throat> to another call here. Let's go to Max in Manhattan. Good evening, Max. You're talking to Dominic Carter and Curtis Sliwa. Good evening, good evening, guys. You're having a very good uh, time there. Um, I'd like to thank Curtis for uh, having a very rather large set of basketballs and and doing what he's been doing concerning the uh, the immigration problem. Um, this is also a commentary on or a comment rather on what Coco said about the the uh, illegal immigrants. Um, I've spoken to some Venezuelans who've been here recently. I speak Spanish, and some Venezuelans who've been here for several years. And they are not pleased with the quality of the Venezuelan that is coming here now, who is recently is uh, is seeking asylum. So uh, uh, maybe uh, Coco might want to review that. Well, you know, I'll tell you how they're hustling. They're the best hustlers, the Venezuelans. They come here, and then right away they go to the illegal weed shops. There's about 2,000 of them. And they realize that don't do delivery so they say, if you can put on layaway for me, I'll, I'll, I'll buy the Vespa, I'll buy the bike, but I'll pay back a little each week, and I'll deliver your weed. And so then one illegal pot shop, weed shop, starts hiring a Venezuelan, and you know the competition across the street, because New York State has only nine, count them, nine legal weed shops. And so they all end up hiring the Venezuelans. That's how they get these Vespas, that's how these they get these motorbikes. And the cops, hey, excuse me, would you stop them? They have no license registration, no license plates. We can't. They're asylum seekers. They've been brainwashed by, by our government. They're asylum seekers. No, they're not. They're here to make money like everybody else. So answer this for me. What's the beef between you and Eric Adams? Oh, because he he's a fugazi. He went through an entire campaign. All I I do is, look, I don't like him any longer. I used to like him. Uh, We knew each other for 40 years. But the moment he got nominated in that very close ranked choice uh, vote in which he barely beat Maya Wiley, uh, the choice of AOC, and Kathy Garcia, the choice of the New York Times, right away they said, what do you think of Curtis, your opponent, the Republican uh, primary window, who crushed Mateo? By the way, who never made a concession call. I'm waiting. But anyway. You guys have not, you and Mateo have not made up yet? Hell no. I crushed him. But anyway, so with Eric, he said, oh, Curtis Lee, he's a racist, a misogynist, a sexist, a homophobe, and a xenophobe. Then after the election, when he won, some of the reporters said, well, you know, you and Curtis were throwing some heavy blows at one another. Oh, I like Curtis. Yeah, but you called him a sexist, a misogynist, a racist, a homophobe, a xenophobe. Ah, that's just a campaign. No, 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 no. You know me, Dominic. I never forgive. I never forget. I am Old Testament. 
I am out to crush him politically because he has sold us wolf tickets. He has sold our city uh, from us to the illegal aliens. He cares about them. He doesn't care about us. Doesn't care about us. Okay, but Curtis, you are 69 years old. And in the footage I saw, I saw you jumping in the middle, rolling with these two dudes, and the cop was, like, standing there. Yeah, why so- was the cop <laughs> standing there? I had to do his job. Ooh, Antifa. Ooh, kryptonite. God, start swinging and winging. Oh, that's right. They don't have nightsticks anymore. Gee, why did we take away their nightsticks? They could have used them today. It would have kept Antifa at bay. So do me a favor. Please don't protest at the mayor's residence anymore because you know what's going to happen. Well, You know the moment that you announced it, announce it. Mayor Adams is pissed off. Well, he's pissed off because I've been there more than he has because he claimed they're ghosts in Gracie Mansion, and that's why he doesn't spend time there. You know he's catting around from the break till the break of dawn. To the break of dawn. He goes to the Club Zero yeah, Bond. He's I, out of I'm there, gonna, too. I'm going to leave that one alone. I'm going to act like you know he's a player. That. Come on, man. Uh, he's, he'll <laughs> say, yo, I, I, I saw that shorty. That I shouldn't say I I'm saw gonna, that. I'm going to leave that one alone. I am not commenting one way or the other. That's guys between on, guys you on and the him. prowl, man. To the break of dawn. He ain't doing his job. You can't be on the prowl. You can't burn that candle at both ends and be mayor of the city of New York, Eric Adams. And what is this? Every day he raises a different flag down in Bowling Green. You know, the only flag you should raise tomorrow is the white flag of surrender to the illegal aliens. It is time for a break. We'll be right back. When we do so, we're going to take your calls. Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, New Jersey, and Woodside. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. WABC. A station built just for you. Entertaining talk, information, and New York opinions. That is the stupidest, dumbest, most idiotic idea I ever heard of. The world famous and American original. Talk Radio 77 WABC and WABCRadio.com. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save many families up to 500 bucks a month, and that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with. You can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. The 
77 WABC online store. This is Frank Morano. Go to WABCRadioStore.com and check out the new 77 WABC merchandise. From t-shirts and hats to jackets and bags, you can enter the discount code FRANK15 for 15% off your purchase at WABCRadioStore.com. So many WABC items, you'll want to go, go, go to WABCRadioStore.com. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Curtis Lee is with me at the top of the hour. We are switching gears. So earlier today, Curtis, I'm downtown, right? And I felt safe. And I, I said to my wife and son, let's get out of the car. Let's walk around down by Delancey Street and so on. Having a good time. And then the phone starts ringing. And the text starts. And the texts say, Curtis just got arrested. Everybody rearranged the schedule. Curtis just got arrested. So they take you to the 2-8. And for the life of me, I'm still trying to understand how does one go from Eastern Avenue and 88th all the way to Harlem to the 2-8 precinct. And it was a rough ride. There are two ways you can ride in a paddy wagon, slow and easy or herky-jerky. When you ride herky-jerky, they're hoping you might bang your head once or twice on the way to the 2-8. So you get to the 2-8, and they put you in a cage? Yeah, of course, and, with Tyrone and Jeff. And two brothers. That's right, two brothers who welcomed me as if it was homecoming. And so what What did they know who, Did they know you're Curtis Lee? Yeah, of course. They said, what are you doing here? <laughs> I said I was demonstrating against the mayor. They got you locked up for demonstrating. That don't make no sense. I said, well, what did they, what did they clip you on? Uh, petty larceny. What do you mean, petty larceny? Well, I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> Shoplifting, big time. They probably took out like half the store. And they were dope fiends. They were hardcore dope fiends. Did you see what happened to the Macy's in California? In oh, terms yeah. of, I mean, it, it's outrageous what's going on. Well, that just to give you an uh, image. The old Macy's here in Herald Square, the largest Mm -hmm. department store Mm -hmm. in America, not only had a security force of house detectives, but you went upstairs, they had a whole floor that was a jail for all the pickpockets and jostlers and the looters and the boosters. There were more people arrested every day at Macy's than in all of Midtown South, which is the largest precinct in Manhattan. They would transport them over in the paddy wagons. And at night, if you think you could hide because it's such an old story, you could hide in a nook, cranny, corner, they release the Doberman pinches until the morning. So if you thought you could walk out on the floor and steal some stuff and then bolt out the window, man, those Dobies chewed you up like you had pork chop pants on. (laughs) And that was security. Let's go go back to the uh, telephone calls. I want to try and get as many calls in up until the top of the hour. Then we're switching gears. We're going to force Curtis to go get some sleep. Of course, he'll be back with Sid at, what, 7, 10 a.m.? 7, 10. I'm going to be rocking it. And then the Rip and Reed. Right, Rip and Reed. But I got to encourage Sid to get arrested. He's, he's got to have his first arrest over Floyd Benningfield. Yep, I'm going to convince him. Okay, let's go to... Uh, let's go to... Uh, 
Let's go to, I, I'm trying to figure out here. Let's go to Mike in Brooklyn. Good evening, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I'll rattle them off quick because I know you've got a whole lot of people. First of all, the police can't touch anybody from their chest to their head. So how can they get involved with anything? Because they're going to lose everything they own. Uh, the second thing is, um, uh, I thought for sure that they were trying to come up with uh, inciting a riot. That's why they held you so long in uh, you know, the precinct. Hey, Mike, hold on. That That's a good point. Do you worry about that, Curtis, that Mike is right, that they may accuse you of inciting a riot, that they may blame the violence ultimately on you? Well, what happened to the guy who did incite a riot in Union Square Park? He got a disappearance ticket, a disappearance ticket. That was a real riot. So, yeah, bring it on. I'll go on the court. I'll argue that. In fact, I'll argue it pro se by myself. It is such an easy argument to make. Nobody goes to jail here. You could, I could have stabbed somebody outside of Gracie Mansion. Yeah, that might have held me 12 hours, but they would have given me a desk appearance ticket. Mike, did you have another uh, comment before I move on? Yeah, it was uh, the Floyd Bennett thing. Well, I think, Curtis, you said there's going to be seven to 10,000 uh, illegals placed over there? Well, the city is saying 2,500 single able-bodied young men. Uh, but I've heard it's as much as 7,500. Mike, we thank you for that call. Let's go to, let's see here, let's go to uh, Roy in New Jersey. Good evening, Roy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good evening, guys. Now... Curtis, am I hearing, did I hear right when you said that you called Frank Morano five times and he didn't answer? Is that true? The police called him five times on my behalf because I wanted to make sure that everyone at WABC knew that I would probably not be on the radio, that they were going to hold me over uh, by photographing me and fingerprinting me like they did for Trump and Giuliani. Well, the only thing I'll say is, yippee, Frankie, because the way you talk about Frankie, I wouldn't answer any call from the New York Police Department knowing you have probably you get have gotten arrested. So, well, well, we'll find out when he joins Dominic. He's got it, as Ricky Ricardo would say, you got to explain that. Got to explain that. You really want me to ask Frank that oh, question? Oh, absolutely. How could you not answer a freaking phone? <laughs> Five times, generally, that means emergency, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm telling hard. you, the guy's a mama, Luke. He's got a ring to his nose. His wife tells him everything to do. And, you know, even Carmine is getting to the point where... Uh, it's, don't, don't mess with Carmine. Don't do it. It's all about Carmine. Don't, it's all about Carmine. Exactly. I agree. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Maybe Carmine. I'll encourage Carmine to come with me at the next demonstration and get arrested, right? Little baby handcuffs. Break them in. Mm, mm, mm. That's all I can say here. Let's go to Ina in Manhattan. Good evening, Ina. What's on your mind? Hello. Thank you for taking my call. No, I'm just saying that um, Curtis is right what he's doing because he's the only one and many more who's looking out for, for the the elderly, the, the veteran, the young kids coming up, they are the future of, of the country and everybody. And I want to say that when I think back and look and remember what Martin Luther King go through, um, President Kennedy, John F. Kennedy and his brother, all three of them lose their life fighting for America. And people don't appreciate that. And they're trying to make problems because 
it's a mob. It's a mob that's trying to break America. And we have to take it. It's very serious. You know, so what Curtis is doing, if I was younger and I didn't have an eye problem, I would be joining a lot of protests, especially for the kids in school and, and the elderly and the veteran. I used to go to veteran hospital in Queens and, t- and help the veteran over there. And they closed the hospital. Can you imagine not one hospital, veteran hospital in, in, in New York that you could reach out to? So thank you, Curtis. And thank you, Dominic. And thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Ina, for your comment. Guess who just joined us in studio? Well, yeah. well, well. Frank Morano. Uh, well, first of all, Curtis, I'm glad you're out of jail. Um, you're getting arrested more than Donald Trump is these days. Very impressive. And they took my photo and fingerprinted uh, me this time. It's, it's about time. It's about time. You're a menace. All right. So I did get several missed calls here. <laughs> but first of all, I don't know. You more than anyone know all the lunatics that have my number. I figured, Frank has look, a point there. Look, None says, of us answer our phones look, because, says, because we get calls from the lunatics. It says restricted, right? Right, so right. I'm thinking it's somebody right. that I know. Hey, that's Frank, I don't like exactly. what you said on the radio. Exactly. I'm thinking it's it's uh, someone I know that's in prison. Or I didn't some, think I didn't think it was going to be or you. Some nut job. No, some you know because that it comes up when I get calls from prison the same way, restricted or unblocked. And then I got another call a little later from a nine one seven number. So they, I text back. I text back, sorry, who is this? Because 917, that's that's not a prison number. But wait, Frank, I want you to respond if the audience could see the look that was on <laughs> Curtis's face just a second ago. Go ahead, continue. And then um, the, whoever it was, I guess it was a police officer, they wrote me back at 1137, 20 minutes ago, disregard, please. So, I mean, I'm sorry that I okay, didn't get you. What do you mean, like, sorry? You blame them for that. I, they could have uh, put a shiv underneath my rib. I could have been bleeding well, out. But your wife, Nancy, who I assume was your legal advisor in all, all this. She's got my number, too. Why wouldn't you have her get in touch with oh, me? Oh, That's a great point. That's me. a great point. Yeah. You it, don't answer the phone. The police from, are calling from, from the 28th number. precinct. Yeah. You use your one phone call for your lawyer. He really does hate the police, Frank <laughs> Lorado. really you does. Use your one phone call for your lawyer. And you say, isn't hey, isn't Staten way. Island the home of Blue Lives Matter? Isn't that where well, it I'm started? I'm a big supporter of Blue yeah, Lives yeah, Matter. Yeah, yes. You wouldn't answer their calls. But you can't blame them for this. I blame them, I blame them for everything. I blame them for now, everything. Curtis, do you answer all of us? There are certain calls we just don't answer. Because, yeah, hey, no, Dominic, why did no, you say this on the radio? You're, well, yeah, you're absolutely meet right. Mr. Click. You're absolutely right. My, my ex-wives, because I probably am late with the child support. You're absolutely right. Uh, okay, I amend that. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm Frank, glad you're out. Frank, Frank, uh, Frank, I, I mean, it's like we all, the, the messages started flying. Everybody's trying to rearrange their schedules. Exactly. Curtis got locked up and, you know, on an 87 degree day in exactly. New York. Exactly. Right. Well, schwitzing, schwitzing, schwitzing. Right. Well, we're glad you're free. Great, yes. great show tonight. Nah, well. I could have gone to prison and then uh, I would have been on your racket report. That's you right. Know. That's right. Your podcast, the racket report. Now, where report. is uh, tomorrow? Where's uh, Monday's rally in Staten Island? Uh, I'm not telling you. You're not telling me. <laughs> Because then Antifa will find uh, out. What time are you planning to possibly get arrested tomorrow so I can no, make no, sure? No, no arrest tomorrow. Okay, all right. Good. It's got to be Throg. Uh, excuse me. 
Uh, Floyd Bennett Field will be the next one. And gotcha. I got to convince Sid since she went to his first demonstration to get arrested. I'm going to give him. you a special number to reach me in case you please, need to. Uh, please give him a special uh, number. That'll be like Sidney Poitier and Tony Curtis. Remember as they were attached by Wait, a ball and a chain Curtis, to their ankles? Curtis, you got all these calls. I'm going to go to Diana because we're almost out of time. Diana, you got 20 seconds to make your point to Curtis Lee. We'll go right ahead, Diana. In St. Louis. Diana? Diana, yes, can quickly, you hear me? Yes, quickly, please. Curtis for president. Oh wow! Well, th- there you go, Mr. Sliwa. So please cut Mayor Adams a break, and you know, no more. Don't look at me like that. No what more, no what more Gracie it? Mansion. He protests. said he, he said he was Gandhi. Gandhi wears a diaper. Eric, when you wear a diaper, I'll give you some slack. Get some sleep, Curtis Sliwa. We will be switching gears in just a moment. We will be right back. W-A-B-C. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Monday morning. I hope you folks had a great weekend. Frank Morano's getting ready to come on at 1 a.m. Frank, you got to already know that Curtis Lewa will never, ever, ever let you live that one down. He's under arrest at the 2-8 precinct, calls you five times. But in defense of Frank, uh, we as hosts, we get a lot of unwanted telephone calls. Yes, I said it. A lot of unsolicited, unwanted telephone calls. And Frank thought it was probably a listener. I mean, he is a dad. He is a he is a husband. Matt Blaze, what do you think about that? I want, no wonder why you never answer my calls, Dominic. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> well, I mean, come I, I gotta on. I got to say I'm guilty of that as well. If I don't recognize the number, oh, I, am I am not going to answer. My, my phone is always on silent. So unless I actually see it ringing... I don't even answer it, no matter who it is, because I just I don't want, want to be bothered. But I mean, come on, Frank knew Curtis was going to get arrested today. But but you but, think but, he's but, probably going to call him. But in defense of Frank, it's our Sunday. It's the last day before we got to go back to work. True. The last thing we're thinking about is you Curtis know, getting arrested. <laughs> Curtis getting arrested, and until I turned on the radio, Curtis Lewa, you know, uh, one of the news stations. So I, I, I think Frank is in the right on this one. He gets a pass. You're going to let him go? I'm going to let him go on this one. All right. You can let him go. Th- thank you, Matt Blaine. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at a, uh, a release, folks, of something that's going to happen later on today between 3 and 5 p.m. Remember Ruth Messenger, the former Manhattan Borough president, uh, candidate for mayor against Giuliani? She's going to take part in an effort to fill backpacks with school supplies for kids of asylum seekers attending New York City public schools. I would much rather the former borough president, former candidate for mayor, fill backpacks for American kids going back to school. Nothing wrong with doing it for migrants, for their kids, but, and I, I know if she were here right now, the lifelong liberal would say, well, I have done it for uh, American kids. And a good point is, will migrant kids be checked and cleared for diseases 
before going to school with our kids? Oh, Dominic, that's unfair. How could you say such a thing? It's a reality and it's a real issue. Are they going to be checked, the children, and cleared for diseases before going to school with American children? We already know the classrooms will be uh, oversized in terms of overcrowded. But a number of issues I want to get to uh, this next hour. One, Times Square going back to the old days. No, really? This is what happens. This is what happens when the progressives come in with their experiment and they ruin all the progress that's been made over the years. All the money that went into cleaning up Times Square. All the law enforcement effort. All it takes is one mayor to say, we're not enforcing that anymore. And poof, we're right back to where we were before. A big protest is set for today at the uh, Staten Island Catholic School turned migrant shelter. Police are bracing for a rally today that could bring more than 2,000 people. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens at, at that rally. There is a poll that shows over half of New York voters say the state is headed in the wrong direction. Really? As 80% demand term limits for governor. But the, the, the big story that I'm focusing on right now is I say bravo. Bravo. And we see your phone calls. We're going to get right back to them. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So I say bravo to BlackRock CEO Larry Fink. Larry Fink for standing up to the environmental, social, and governance investing technique. Now, Dominic, what, what, what are you talking about here? It's, it's known as ESG, ESG mandates. And these ESG mandates with American companies brought us the following. The Budweiser, very bad campaign that hired uh, the transgender woman and, act- and activist influencer Dylan Mulvaney to push uh, Bud Light and those now infamous social media ads. You know, it's funny because at the stadium, MetLife Stadium on Saturday, I didn't even see Bud Light. I don't know what type of deals they may have, but everything I heard people was buying was Modelo, Modelo, Modelo beer, the Mexican beer. Not, Not Bud Light. ESG mandates environmental it's far far left politics environmental social and governance investing uh technique it's a movement that has gone too far and it is destroying the economy so esg is for example the disney infused leftism and gender politics into its programming, targeting children, and store displays. ESG is retailer target devising and displaying 
the tuck-friendly, you heard me, and you know exactly what I mean by tuck-friendly. It means the swimwear for transgender women who haven't done the surgery yet. It means tucking literally the penis so that you can't see it in swimwear. And so BlackRock, which is a major, 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 major uh, investment house. They, they control a lot of investment money. The CEO, Larry Fink, has said enough. He's standing up. And yes, initially, initially, the intentions were good. But ESG has been taken over by the left. And what we saw is a red state rebellion, which is what should have happened. Red state officials rebelled, canceled contracts with money managers who pushed ESG. We have seen inflation soar. It didn't help spiraling gas prices. People stopped watching Disney movies. Sales of Bud Light continue to go south. Target was boycotted. We're ruining American businesses with this ESG. And the BlackRock CEO, Larry Fink, recently said he will no longer use the term ESG because it carries too much political baggage. How about this, folks? The people that are handling the money, the money of of companies, the money of investors, how about how about this novel idea? You make money for the investors. How about that? And how about leaving the social activity? It's exactly what is going wrong in the country. Remember that term, the term that I just uh, told you, folks. It's called ESG. It's part of what's going wrong in America, and some companies have said they have had enough. ESG, which is environmental, social, and governance investing techniques. In other words, you add issues to the investment policies or the non-investment policies. You pull money out because you feel that the, the, the companies are not politically correct enough. Look around the country. In terms of what's going on, we're taking your calls on that and a number of topics. You know, no surprise that Times Square, how many people you know will say to the family, hey, let's go to Times Square today? I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody that will. Matt Blaze, do you know anybody that says, uh, let's go to Times Square these days? Not anymore because now they're like, Times Square is so dirty and disgusting. Who wants to go there? And it, why Why does it have to be that way? I don't know. Why? It, go ahead. Go ahead. Ru- Rudy cleaned it up. Yes, he did. Because what I remember, what I remember, what I remember in the 80s, it was all electronic stores and porn theaters and porn yes. shops okay, and, yes. and hookers walking around everywhere. Yes. And now it's it was Disneyland and it was great and people right, came. And it was an attraction. It was an attraction. And now it's gone back to... 
the way it was in the 80s. And why does it have to be that way? And so why why fix it up to begin with? And nobody wants to go there now. It, it was a tourist attraction. And it makes you wonder how long those Broadway shows will stay in that in that vicinity. Right, of you, course. You, you have addicts, and thank you thank you so much, Matt. You, you have addicts, and you, you have all types of stuff going on in Times Square. But I am really happy that that the uh, CEO of BlackRock, Larry Fink, is standing up to this environmental, social, and governance investing technique because it is ruining America. If I'm investing in your company, I don't care what your political beliefs are. Make me money. That's why you do it. Let's start with your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Kathy Franklin Lake, good morning, Kathy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm so glad I'm here with you, Dominic. And what I have to say, when you say make me money, well, I'm going to segue into something. And just let me get it out. I can be articulate, but this is a heavy one. I heard Vito Fasella heartbroken. How could this happen with the Catholic schools and the parish properties in that area or anywhere on Staten Island? How does this make any sense for the kids? Then I heard many other people on the program say, this doesn't make sense. Well, it does make sense. And I'll tell you this. In New Jersey, and there's, I have lots of links to newspapers, I and many others discovered in Rutherford, New Jersey, as certain priests were being rounded up at, the, you know, like maybe seven, ten years ago, listen up. The Archdiocese of Newark had homes for priests taken out of service because of their issues with pedophiles. These homes, and I'll send you a picture, I'll send you the articles to you, Dominic, were set up by the Archdiocese across the street from a Catholic school and around the corner from a public school. Okay, Kathy, very what, what, what does that have to do with what we're talking about? What it has to do is the reason why the church is doing this is because they are broke because of all the lawsuits, and they, it's, it's blood money. They're going to get money. Hear me. This is not about the kids. It's related. They're putting people in those places because they're going to get checks. They're going to be reimbursed by the government, just like the hotels are. But it's very similar to New Jersey. It's a disregard for the children and the families. And that has been historically a terrible reality. Where I grew up, you know, Dominic, all the parishes. So it's happening still. Dolan never, ever was passionate about the victims of the pedophiles. You're, you're making, never. You're, I don't know, Kathy, you're making a lot of jumps there. But I, but I do have it's to not, move on. Thank you, Kathy. I have to move on because it's, it's veering too far away from the topic that we have at hand. I hear you. 
but I do think you're making a lot of jumps in your conclusions there. I mean, we, we can debate it another time. It's just that I have a lot of calls right now, and, um, you know, I want to get to uh, some of them. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 uh, WABC. Let's go to Mike in Woodside. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Well, the first thing, Dominic, that's on my mind is you can call me anytime you and Matt Blaze or Curtis, and I would definitely show up with my cane and, and you know, pick it outside the police precinct where you guys are at and uh, say, let him go, let him go, let him go, you know, that type of thing. But aside from that and getting into serious uh, topics here, the, the first thing you got to remember right now with this migrant crisis is there are some among these people who are legitimate refugees. Not many, not all, but there are some. And I've talked to some of them, and what they told me, and, and which, which is what I told the, the, the call screener earlier, is, is uh, that uh, they are being told when they go to the U.S. embassies in different countries around the world, when they go to these uh, refugee agencies, just go to the southern border of the United States. Get across and go to New York City. They're not even telling them just go across the border, go to L.A., go to this place, go to that place. They are literally telling them in other countries, you want to go to New York because in New York, they'll give you cash. They'll give you cash cards. They'll give you this. They'll put you up in a hotel. They'll give you food. And, and that's part of the, the big problem here is our own State Department is now telling a lot of these people that if you don't want to wait in line and you do decide to go in, there's another way. And you can go in through, you know, through the southern border. This is the really sad thing. You know, back in the day, my family were refugees. They came to the country through, you know, uh, the Philippines. And and in the Philippines, there was there was a time back in the 70s when, when the Vietnamese uh, boat people came out, and they stayed in, in the Philippines before they went on to the United States. They had what they called refugee camps, camps of first asylum. These were places where they were allowed to stay till they were processed, and then they could come to the United States if they met all the criteria. That is how it used to be. That is how the laws are set to be. What is happening now is we just surrendered and said, hey, come on, come on. You know, right. What's happening now, Mike, work. and I, I appreciate the call. Thank you for the call. What's happening now is no regard for law. We're just uh, letting people in. And to me, it plays to the far left politics. And again, that's why I'm so happy with what the uh, BlackRock CEO is doing Larry Fink, in terms of standing up and saying that he has had enough of the ESG movement, which basically brought these uh, these far left policies to businesses. And it's just wrong. It's just dead wrong, no matter how you look at it. Let's go to Minnesota. Let's say good morning to Greg. Good morning, Greg. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Greg, okay, thank you for that. Uh, Let's go to uh, Carlo and the Catskills. Good morning. What's on your mind? You you got busted for You got busted domestic violence. Thank you. Uh, So that's... um, uh, Who's that? Um, That's the the guy that, that normally calls, and I guess he's mad... That all he has to do is call and tell me his uh, and say his name rather than making up a fake name. I don't know what's so hard about it. As long as you keep doing that, 
you're not going to get on the air, so you can keep doing that, making a complete fool of yourself, and we'll just keep ignoring you. Or you can say who your name is, and we'll take your call, and that's that. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind? I'll tell you what's on my mind. You know, you I feel you could you could be you could help Curtis out a little bit more because you know I think it's very tragic that he has to sixty nine years old he has to be rolling on the concrete with Ed, with Antifa. He should have protection now, Dominic. Instead of just interviewing him and, and playing around and, and you know being coy and, and and patronizing him, why don't you get on the phone and call Herschel up? You're a brother. Call Herschel up. Herschel Walker comes up here for the next rally. Let Antifa show up, okay? He'll take them all on himself, okay? And I'm being very serious, okay? Because Curtis didn't want to re- reveal where the next rally was because he was afraid Antifa was going to come. He's not, he's not one to ask for help, Curtis. Why don't you help the guy out? Call Herschel Walker up and tell him to get his ass in New York. That's all. He'll be on the next plane, I guarantee you. Okay, so, Larry, your premise was that I should reach out to Herschel Walker and 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 why? Because he he could knock out about twenty of them with one punch. That's why. And I want to see it happen. These damn Antifa people, they have the nerve to show up. I mean, this North City's being torn apart. What do they want? They want mayhem. They want they want uh what do you call it? Anarchy. Okay, Donald Trump had a chance to call the National Guard on these people and have another Kent State, which is what we needed against Antifa. They need killing those people, okay? Call Herschel Walker. Well, That's what I want well, you to well, do, well, and I'm La- serious. Well, Larry, we, we don't support killing anyone. I, I don't even... You, I, go ahead. Look, I don't mean... You know what I mean. I don't. No, mean I know I don't. I don't. I can only go by literally what you said. I'm saying, well, that's what they need, but that's not what I'm advocating, okay? I'm saying call Herschel Walker up because because Curtis is 69 years old. He needs help. And and I guarantee you, Herschel is all the help he needs. Okay. I, I hear you, Larry. I don't really understand the connection of Herschel Walker to this, but okay. Because, because did you see what the guy did when he, when he was doing MMA at 47 years old? Did you see what he did to his opponents? Uh, I never honestly, saw anybody. Honestly, Larry, I, I didn't. I, I don't pay that much attention to Herschel oh, Walker oh, or, or anyone else. I mean, I, I didn't let see Let me it. tell you something. Oh, let me tell you something. This man... It is is he's got Tyson beat by a mile at 47. I don't think Tyson would get in the ring with this guy in his prime. Okay, mm-hmm. that's how strong this dude is. He looks like the Hulk. You know, like you never see you see the movie The Hulk with those trapezoids coming out of his neck mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. This man is unbelievably strong. Okay, that's what all I'm right, okay, you. okay. I hear you. We spent enough time on Herschel Walker. Hold on for a second, Larry. Don't go anywhere. I want to bring in Joe in Atlanta, Georgia. And I want I want right. to hear what you guys have to say uh, together live, Joe. What, oh, good morning. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominique. Really do love your show. Thank you. I guess I wanted to talk to you briefly about Larry Fink. I think you misconstrued what oh. you read a little bit. Okay. He he's against the term ESG, right? Because he thinks it's term negative, but he's not against ESG. They're just going to change the term to climate consciousness or something else. There's not a real turn by him on his behavior or BlackRock. Well, I I, I can can refer to you to a June 29th article in time. 
I was going to email you the link anyway. But, okay. Well, I, well yeah. I, I hear you, Joe. Let me bring Larry back in. Hey, Larry, what do you think about this ESG stuff? Look, I haven't been following it very well, okay? I'm against all this uh, transsexual stuff. I don't understand. I, I, I'm Look, this stuff is new to me. I don't know how you tuck a penis in if you don't have testicles because it hurts like hell. I have no idea how that's even done. I mean, are these people castrated or not? I have no idea what this is all about, really. Mm. And I don't care. I, I just want these. I, I'm, I want Target out of business, okay? I wanted them out of business when they had the... Uh, the transgender bathrooms. I mean, when they had like the bought whatever it was, open bathrooms and everything. I wanted them out of business then, and and uh, whatever it is, I want I want to get rid of all this transsexual stuff. Okay, I think these people are sick. All right, that's what they are. They're sick, and we should just reverse it and, and uh, just just like wipe it out. That's all. But you know? but but can you brush everybody in in the, in that community? Can you apply that to everyone? Everyone in the transsexual. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the truth. I met. I once met. I once met a transsexual. The opposite. He turned from a woman into a man, and uh, this person was was totally legit. And I thought he was a man until one day he tells me I don't have a penis. I almost fainted on the spot. I thought he was a real man, but he needed to do this because he was a very homely woman, and they turned from a homely woman into a handsome man. I and mean, you can't argue with that. But these other characters who can't live with the fact that they got a three-piece set, these dudes have a problem, okay? You could be a man today and be effeminate. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? All you got to do is look for a masculine woman, and you're fine. What okay. do you got to play games with your sex for? Okay, uh, Larry, thank thank you. Thank you for the call. Hey, Joe, I, I, uh, I want to give you the last word here before I move on uh, to some of the other callers in terms of the point you wanted to make this morning, I heard you on the ESG stuff. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I know, I know you're a, you're a new house guy. I got a niece that graduated there and uh, the, the liberals are just much better with words than conservatives. And when a word like liberal becomes bad, they become progressive. And, you know, it, it's just a lot of words speak. And I just wanted you to look at that one more time before you let old Larry think off the hook. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your call from in Atlanta, uh, Georgia this morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to Maine, Yonkers and Brooklyn. You were looking for me. Hey, Mr. Carter. Hello. Tell me where have you been? <laughs> you know. They've been asking, they've been searching, they've been wondering why. I know. Hey, Mr. Carter. Hey, hello. Tell me where have you been? You know. And we are back. Dominic Carter here with you up until the top of the hour when Frank Morano takes over at 1 a.m. And we are taking your telephone calls on a number of issues this morning. And I haven't even had time to discuss what happened in a Macy's in Los Angeles. The latest smash and grab. Somebody has to stop these animals. It really is that simple. And they are animals. Because who in their right mind 
goes in in a large group and just steals whatever they can take in front of them when these products have to be accounted for, paid for, but they don't care. They don't care because they only want what they want, and that's why why their life is in the situation that it's in. Let's go to uh, Francine in Brooklyn. Good morning, Francine. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I wasn't going to call in because I'm busy doing some work here at my computer. But I want to refute Larry's statement. How dare he say transsexuals are sick? He doesn't know what transsexuals go through. He needs to wake up and get a life, okay? Because he's getting on my nerves now. Okay. Um, uh, so what, what is it that really offended you, Francine, of what he said? He's saying all transsexuals are sick. I mean, how, how dare he say that? What about the transsexuals that have to live their lives? Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm a post-op transsexual. I don't, you know, uh, ascribe to being out there with, with a lot of my friends, but still, people have a life to live, and, and he needs to know what transsexuals go through, okay? I went through all that stuff in the 70s. I'm a, I'm a bona fide female now because I went through the surgery, but still, he doesn't understand what transsexuals have to go through, okay? So he needs to wake up and get a life. If I ever run into him in Midwood, I'd like to say teach him a few things by just educating him on the, the basics of what people have to go through, born in the wrong body, and they have to go through hormone therapy, they have to go through electrolysis, they have to get their, go to psychiatrists and all this stuff. He needs to understand what people like us go through. Well, Francine, That's all I have to say. Well, wait, Francine, I want you to help me here uh, a little bit. I saw a story in the last couple of days in Binghamton, which is about a three-hour drive from here, the sheriff just uh, they just settled a, uh, a a lawsuit with a transgender woman, and she claims that she was denied her medication while she was locked up. That she was put in um, in units that 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 were predominant male units and strip search and and on and on and on. So you just said what 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 transgenders have to go through. So please. Please help me a little bit and just explain. I, I don't mean to sound ignorant on the issue. I am just trying to understand fully, and I, I want our audience to be able to understand fully what transgenders go through. Well, I'll use, uh, well, I'm not going to use myself as an example because none my, what I went through is no one's business, but... First of all, when the trans, uh, transgender discovers that they are transgender, they have to either get on hormone therapy, and not at a young age like a lot of the like a lot of people are saying. A lot of children are getting that, but of course, children are coming out much younger now, and they're going to they if they don't get the medication they need or the help that they need, there's a lot of suicide in a lot of young children. But transgender people have to go through hormone therapy. They have to, if they want to go through the surgery, they have to see a psychiatrist. Then they have to see a psychologist. Then they have to go to the doctor, the surgeon. They have to get approved for surgery. And if they don't pass psychiatric evaluation, then they're not going to have the surgery. That's why a lot of trans people who claim to be transgender have this operation, and then they make a mistake because they didn't get the proper therapy and the psychiatry um, evaluation that they need. Mm-hmm. And then after the surgery, it's another issue. You know, you have to go through dilation, you have to go through name change, you have to, uh, you know, get a job and all this other stuff. And uh, it's, it's a big issue. It's a big deal. 
I, I hear you, Francine. I want you to hold on for a second and stay with me live. I have no idea what Loretta in Brooklyn is going to say on this issue, but I want to bring her in. Uh, you, you're you're talking to me live now, Loretta. Francine is on. There's also another call uh, as it relates to you, Francine. But let me go to Loretta and see what she has to say. Loretta, yes. uh, good morning. Good morning, Dominic. Thank you. Um, from what I know of years ago, when I worked with a lot of homosexual people, and um, and we became friends. You just get involved, and you know each other. You're not just co-workers. I went to their block parties, uh, you know, all of the socializing. From what I know, from what I remember, homosexuals are attracted to the same sex. They like their equipment. They're comfortable in their bodies, in their own skin. Transsexuals are not comfortable with their equipment. They need to change their equipment because they actually believe in their minds, in their heads, they were born in the wrong bodies. A mistake happened. Uh, nature is wonderful. Nature is another word for God. Uh, when parents have a new baby, they count the toes and fingers. Five, five, they want to know everything is there because it happens sometimes, a freak of nature. Not everything is where it's supposed to be, the way it's supposed to be. They're hermaphrodites. That was the old term. I don't know what the new term could be. When a baby, uh, once in a while, rare, it happens, born with both genitals. And from what I remember, it's usually, the baby is usually made female to preserve the ovaries with the parents' parents' okay. permission. Uh, all right, Loretta, so, so in a nutshell, what are you telling me? Before I get Francine to respond, what are you telling me in a nutshell? There's a difference between homosexuals and transsexuals. Transsexuals need the surgery to live their lives fully and completely, their true, honest lives, their true selves. Okay, all right. Thank you, Loretta. Francine, I want to bring in Sherman, but do, do you have a response to that? Because obviously I'm not I'm what not he's saying, Go ahead. Go What ahead. he's saying is perfectly to the point. Okay. She, she addressed the situation exactly the way I should have said it, but I'm so excited over Larry's call that I couldn't get my words out properly. But she stated it exactly the way it should have been stated. Okay, so hold on, Francine. Sherman in Manhattan, good morning. What's on your mind? Uh, let me get right to it respectfully. Uh, this is where I get lost with people that are extremely emotional and overly passionate instead of being rational and logical. The gentleman that called in a few minutes ago, he has a right if we're really living in a free country, which I find to be a joke, he has a right to think that somebody's lifestyle is disgusting or he thinks something's wrong with it or if he thinks people are crazy. He has a right to think that. Here's what he doesn't have a right to do. Threaten you, use physical violence towards you, lose, use verbal violence towards you. That's what he does not have a right to do. But he has a right as a free-thinking human being to think whatever he wants to. So this is the issue and the beef I have. You're always trying to force people to think like you accept what you accept. What's next? I got to accept the same ice cream you like? You see? So this is where you lose millions of people. And this is what they did. And here, let me use that word that people get all funny about. That's what they did in Germany. You see? They started forcing people to think a certain way. So it starts out with that. They start, they start demonizing people that don't agree with them. You see? And then it snowballed and got bigger and worse and worse. And this is what they're doing right here, right now in America. You don't think a certain way? Well, something's wrong with you. 
You don't agree with this minority group? So something's wrong with you. It has nothing to do with the people in the majority of the minority. It's called being rational and using extreme common sense all the time. No exceptions, no day off, no okay. night off. All right, Sherman. Okay, hold on a second. Francine, what do you what do you make of what Sherman just well, said? Well, yeah, he's got a point there, but I have a right to voice my opinion on the way I feel about what he said. Yes, he certainly has a right to feel how he feels, but I, being a transsexual and gone through what, the pain and all the glory that I had to go through to live the life I have now, um, I have a right to call up on this phone and say how I feel about what he said. Just like he had a right to say what he had to say, I have a right to say how I feel what he's saying was not justified. Okay, so Sherman, before I let you go, why why can't we societal-wise just, just live and let live and get along with each other? We're doing that right now. We're doing that right now. But here's what the, here's what the issue is. It's the people and the individuals that keep screaming and playing the biggest victim that are making it seem as if we're not. Instead, instead of just living your life, doing your thing, stop trying to worry about what people are thinking of you like you're nine years old. Stop worrying about what everybody's thinking about you and what everybody's opinion is and live your life based on the law. Yeah, but, but Sherman, but, but if we're being honest, transgenders are picked up, pick, picked on. Transgenders have a higher suicide rate. It, they they have a tough life, Sherman. They have an extremely tough life, but guess what? Guess what? A lot of people have a tough life, Dominic. So what should we do with all of us that have a tough life? Listen, my mother died when I was 15 years old. My father I'm, was in and I'm out sorry my life. I was I was 23 years old. I'm sorry so to hear what, that. What should I do? Should I, should I run around blaming the whole world? Should no. I a, should, should I be a crackhead? No. Should I, should I jump off a roof? No. You see what I'm saying to you? I'm trying to be a rational, sane person. Guess what? Sometimes it's real hard, but mm-hmm. you got to do that. Well, Sherman, thank you for the call. Francine, I'll give you the last word, and then I need to move on and get back on topic. Go right ahead. Well, you know, uh, you know, I, uh, transsexuals have a right to live, too. We are the most downgraded group of people, and I am going to voice my opinion. Every time, I, every time someone says something about the transgender group, I am going to call up on this phone if you allow me to speak. And I will, I, and I will and allow you. That. And, I, and I, I will allow you, because I feel, I feel strongly that every voice should be heard. And I thank you very much for this, for this allowing me to speak. Francine, thank you so much for the call. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good Monday morning. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano and the other side of midnight. It is time for a break. When we come back, we will go to Maine, Yonkers, and Brooklyn. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Over half of New York voters say the state is headed in the wrong direction. No, really? As 80% demand term limits for governor. Fed up respondents give Governor Kathy Hoku a dismal 40% approval rating, a big drop from her 50%. Uh, from a survey released just a few months ago, three months ago, according to the Independent Unite New Yorkers Voter Empowerment Index unveiled Sunday. Other state lawmakers do even far worse with a 27% approval rating down from their recent 36%. Overall, 53% of the state's voters 
say they don't like where the state is headed politically, and 40% say they are considering leaving. Not surprisingly, 80%, 80% say they support term limits for governor and the legislature, which currently have none. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your telephone calls. The number to reach me, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. You can also reach me on Twitter. Let's go at Dominic TV. Let's go to John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? You know, I just want to say two two things and then maybe quickly comment about transgender and a, and a, a very quick comment at that. Uh, Times Square has literally deteriorated within the last year and a half. I, I'm I'm just appalled at seeing how uh, bad it's become in terms of all the homeless people and drug people who are just hanging around. I mean, if you go there and then you go to Bryant Park, it's like night and day. Bryant Park is still well-kept and clean, and Times Square is rapidly sliding down the gutter. But it's not only there, Dominic, you have to be careful. Uh, a week ago, last Friday, I was getting off an R train at the J Street Metro Tech station. Out of nowhere, this young Latino kid comes up to me and punches me in the face. For, for John, for no reason at all? At no reason at all. I was exiting the train. Were, were you hurt? Uh, I was. It took me a while to find... Uh, a police. Uh, I finally filed a police report. They directed me to an FDNY ambulance. I was treated there, and uh, as recent as and up till yesterday, I was still uh, well. No, up till Saturday, excuse me, I was still feeling a little pain in the cheek area where where the kid had hit me. I'm sorry that that happened to you, John. So wait, you you were near the turnstile area, or you literally had no, got off I the train? I was exiting the R platform, a northbound R platform, trying to exit the station at J Street Metrotech, and out of nowhere, this fist came flying. And I would have had more damage if it wasn't for the fact that a guy in his 20s saw what was going on, decided to absorb some of the kids' punches, and separate the two of us. But unfortunately, I was able to get a picture of him or or to find a cop fast enough to uh, track down the kid. But I did file a police report, and I was treated. That's that's horrible. I, I know the kids used to play this sick game called Knockout. And, uh, you know, people exiting the subway system, and they just punch they people to sit by the exit and and they, they'll act like they're getting off the train and just punch you in the face and it's it's horrible. I'm really I'm really sorry uh, that that happened to you. You said you wanted to comment on something else as well. Yeah, uh, I am opposed to seeing transgender males participate in female sports. I agree with you on that. I agree with uh, you on that. Opposed. I mean, I, I'm not saying that as uh, a comment against transgender rights. I support those who want to be transgender. But transgender males should not be competing against women in in, in, in sports competitions. I, I just don't understand. So I'm looking at some of the comments uh, on Twitter, at Dominic TV, and uh, people that are not supportive of the transgender community. And I, I just, for the life of me, John, 
It's almost the equivalent of this kid that punched you in the face. I don't understand why we can't all just get along and accept that people right. people are different. Now, when it comes to drag queen hour, I don't support that. No. When 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 you're in a parade saying we're coming for your children, I don't support that. That that's going to only enrage people. But if you're if a person is just living their life and if they are a male and they feel that they're in the wrong body and they belong in a female body, who am I to tell you that you can't do that? If you're a female and you feel that that you belong in a male body, who am I to tell you that you can't do that? So I just don't understand why, John, why, before I let you go, why we can't all just get along with each other. I agree completely. Thank you for taking my call. Dominic. Thank you, John. And again, I am sorry that uh, that, that happened to you uh, being punched in the face uh, in the subway system. But uh, John just said in John in Brooklyn, he did file a police report. Dominic Carter with you, folks, up until the top of the hour. Let's go to Maine. Let's say good morning to Frank. Good morning, Frank. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, always a pleasure. You know, Dominic, um, I just came back from New York City, believe it or not. I took my son and my girlfriend. We, went, we drove down Thursday to visit a friend of mine in Brooklyn. And my friend, who's, in, who's still a teacher in the New York City public schools, takes me to, of all places, Times Square. Of all places. Dominic, when I say it was a hellhole, that's being mild. First, it smells like a marijuana pit. Secondly, you can say that again. People, there's too many migrants on the street asking for money. Thirdly, um, there was somebody who actually came up and washed our window. I, I thought that was over. And finally, no, and I, I can't believe in in four years this happened. Um, I walked into a Seven Eleven, and some they open up the door for you, and if you don't give them a dollar, they get aggressive. They, 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 the homeless people demand a dollar. Dominic, I've seen it like that, but not at this level. I left New York City this morning at 8 o'clock just to get the heck out of here. I will never come back here again. I wanted to go to uh, the Queens Museum. I wanted to go to Staten Island Zoo. I, instead, he takes me to Times Square, which I will never visit again. And anybody going there, I, God bless them. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how these... Tourists can actually go because they get a bill of goods saying Times Square is the centerpiece of the world. It's garbage. And as far as I'm concerned, that part of New York City is over. It's over. It's ended. This, this, the island, it's, slowly going, it's slowly going outward to the island of Manhattan. And it's going to go to the boroughs. And I hope it doesn't go to Staten Island. Because once that happens, it's, the, the boroughs will be over. Um, I left New York City at 8 o'clock. I made it back home to Maine at 7 o'clock at night. That's how much I wanted to leave. It's really sad, Dominic. Okay, it's but wait, sad what's okay, but wait, wait, wait. It, you're saying it took you 11 hours to do the drive? Yeah, because uh, the Connecticut Pike is awful. <laughs> Kinetic, I took 95 up. Um, I should have took 95 to 91. Instead, I took 95 um, up toward Rhode Island and Mass and, and New Hampshire Mm-hmm. And getting to get when you hit Maine, when you hit like 95, I have to take a little road to go back to Bangor. 
and uh, it's it's a long drive. It's really it's really incredible drive. So I I don't know how far Bangalore is, but normally from New York to uh, Maine, it should be about what six hours. Yeah, absolutely. But but the the Connecticut Pike is re- is full of traffic during that you know that time of the day, and um, it was not only full of traffic, but there was stops. Uh, there was there was accidents. There was there was construction going on. Um, we were we were stopped for a half hour to forty five minutes at toward New London, Connecticut. I mean, it was just horrible, and it, it really took me that long a period. Of, it took me that long to get up there to the state to the state line. It takes you six. Um, when you hit when you go up to a little bit more past. Um, when you go up a little bit more past the state line, you have to take a little road to go up toward Bangor, and that's like another two hours, an hour and a half. So, mm. you know, you end up getting up there. It's a long drive. So, Frank, but, you know, stay, the stay, stay with me for one second. Stay yeah. with me for one second. Folks, we're taking your telephone calls up until the top of the hour, 800-848-WABC, 9222 Dominic Carter here with you up until the top of the hour when Frank Morano will uh take the uh microphone. Frank, what I wanted to ask you, so I want to make sure I got this right, right? So you came to New York City from Maine with your girlfriend and son prepared to spend money. Is that a, is that assumption on my part correct? Absolutely. Okay, so you came prepared to spend money, but you cut the trip short because you didn't like what you saw. Oh, it was disgusting. Um, and what do you tell, you know, you have a daughter. I mean, your daughter was, your daughter's probably older now than my son. But what do you tell your 10-year-old son when you see somebody walking around like a zombie? I, I agree What do you with tell you. them? I agree with you. That's, that's part of the problem. Uh, I am thankful of the fact that that my kids are grown. I don't know what I'm going to tell my grandkids now. Um, But okay, so you plan to stay uh, until what time? We were actually going to stay until tomorrow morning. We were actually going to stay until Monday morning and then and then start heading home. And we were going to make it a nice trip. We were going to go up to New York. We should we should have took the throughway. Uh, we were going to go up to New York State a little bit. We were going to have some, you know, we were going to go up to the farms or whatever, which we should have done. Instead, we were so all of me, me and my girlfriend were so disgusted. We just left. We just wanted to get out of New York, New York proper, New York in vicinity, like immediately, and just start heading home. Um, it it was just it was it soured on our tongues. It was just so disgusting. And you see, Frank, the reason why I, I, I'm asking you these questions is because some New Yorkers don't understand this, that if people like you don't come to the city and spend money, what is going to happen to city services? All of the money, after all, is going to migrants to begin with. So you plan to stay another 24 hours in New York City visiting Staten Island Money going to the city's tax coffers in terms of the zoo and so on, but you cut the trip short because you didn't like what what you saw. And what what did before uh, I let which, you go? What did your son say? Um, my son was asking, uh, what's what is wrong with them? Like, what, Daddy? What's wrong with them? Why why are they walking funny? Why is this guy on the ground? Why are they, why are people asking for money? And and we got freaked out 
you want to hear a great story when we were stopped when we were stopped in traffic um, on Forty Third Street, I believe, going up, going down toward actually down toward Eighth Avenue. Um, um, somebody came up to my window and just started, you know, started washing my windows. And you you talk about frightened. How frightened can you get? when you can't protect yourself from these people, because you know, if you do something to one of these people, God, I would never, but if you do, I mean, if you have to defend yourself, you defend yourself. But if you do something with these people, you're the one that's going to be in trouble. Right. You're, you're the, the, one you're the bad guy in, in, in the papers and so on. Frank, I'm sorry so much that you went through that experience. I thank you for the call. And another night this week, I'd like to follow up on it. I'm joined by Frank Morano, another Frank. Hello. The other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. How's it going? Mr. Five phone call. I don't think it was five. <laughs> I think it was two. One was from a block number. One was from uh -huh. a 917 number. And, and I didn't I didn't have my phone on me at the time, but right. I did see that I, call. Well, I just but hope I wouldn't have picked up a block Counselor, number. I just hope I the record yes, reflects that I, that I defended I you. That. Because, I do feel bad. I because I agree it. with you. For some reason, for some unknown godly reason, people think that they have a right to just call us and tell us their opinion right. on well, any given I, issue. I welcome a lot of that. I don't, Curtis I don't. I don't. I <laughs> don't. To be honest with you, I don't at all. Because when I'm not at work, I'm not at work. Yeah, that's fair. That's what fair. do you? Have? I, I've talked too much. Yeah. What do you have coming up? All right, um, <laughs> we. Are, I'm gonna. Everyone's talking about AI, artificial intelligence, and a lot of people are concerned what it might mean for the future of our people, broadcasters. I'm actually going to talk about it with Michael Harrison from uh, Talkers Magazine in about a half hour, and a bunch of. Other, I, I'll be remembering the great Bob Barker who passed away at 99. He was one of my favorites. I'll play some clips of my interviews with him over the years, folks. You want to keep it right there, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight.